This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDaring.com. Today is November 20th, 2019. First, um, shout out to Ross, one of our favorite female listeners. Happy birthday to her. Hope you're enjoying your day. That's like woman listeners. Let's not say female, even though she is female. One of our ladies, and she's been on the podcast. She's one of the ladies of the podcast. Yeah, Rose. So we appreciate that. Happy birthday. You know, you are a partner for life. We really appreciate you and everything you stand for. So, this is week 12 NFL picks and kicks. And as always, we're going to start with the Falcons. So, I'm going to let you walk us through the game because I was following the game because I was out doing family stuff. I was at church and doing some family stuff. So, I want you to walk us kind of through the game. But the overall point is, the question I want you to answer is, is Dan Quinn saving his job? So, hold on, should we do like a recap first? Because I'm kicking your ass as far as picks and kids go last week. Yeah, I, like I said, I didn't get a chance to watch the game. Guy was falling online because I had some errands, so walk through the game. I didn't watch a lot of it. I thought it was going to be a layup. I was in Kroger's. I was right about this game, and you were wrong. Yeah, you had this game, but we'll go through all the other picks. Well, you wanna, it's two to one because everything else we picked the same. But did you know they was doing this? Were you picking with your heart? No, this has the Falcons right now. First, I don't trust Kyle Allen. We did a whole black quarterback podcast that actually dropped today on our Patreon. If you're not a Patreon listener, go be our Patreon listener. And we talked about Cam Newton, and I never trusted Kyle Allen. Like, I don't trust people after one season I don't buy. I don't buy. I didn't buy Carson Wentz after one season. I'm, I'm definitely one of those I take the long approach on people, unless you just something I've never seen before. I agree, and he's lived up to his bomb status. Uh, he had four interceptions. That was the game. That's the reason why the game went like it went. The coaching moves is the change here. The, the biggest headline of the Falcons, which is really pissing me off, is now all of a sudden Dan Quinn is no longer on the chopping block. Amazing. Um, this goes to show that either Raheem Morris or Jeff Arbor should be the head coach, and Dan Quinn should get the fuck on. But that's what we're missing here. And that's the biggest turnout in these games. Matt Ryan looked good. The offense looked pretty good, honestly. Um, but the defense have been the storyline of, of the last two weeks and continue today. That bum Ricardo Allen even got an interception. Of course, KZ got an interception. True Funk got an interception. Like, this doesn't even look the same team. They got five sacks this game. This does not look like the same team that was playing in the first eight seat, in the first eight games. And it's just they went they they went to the Saints, beat them at home, went to Carolina, beat them at home. So, yeah, I picked Carolina because they had way more on the line. The Falcons' in, uh, inadequacies was on full display. Didn't know that was a fluke game against the Saints. And that's the problem with the Falcons because this isn't the team that we've been seeing for the last eight weeks. And it goes right back to coaching. Leadership. Right in their lap. No ifs, fans or buts about it. So you gotta tell like first eight weeks, you look like Cincinnati Bengals and Miami Miami. These last two games, you look like you know, San Francisco, New England, Seattle. Like it doesn't make any sense. You should not be able because the same players are there. You should not be able to it should not be that kind of Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Should not be. So I think that that's the I think that this is the biggest indictment on Dan Quinn. The minute he steps away, they do a lot better. You think this is even more of an indictment than him taking over the defense and, and them ranking last in the league and everything? Yeah, so, like, this proves how horrible he is. This proves. Do you think so, it's a bigger indictment than having an easy schedule in the NFL his first year here? And they go on the six game losing skid after This the is the biggest indictment. And out of all the horrible things you're saying about the Dan Quinn regime, which I agree with all of them. This is the biggest indictment on why he should be fired. You literally take over 
And if they keep winning, the more they win, the worse he looks. But to, that, to Arthur Blank and the fan base, the better he looked because I was in some group and the idiot said it was Dan Quinn coaching that had him real range, the coaching staff, and now we look like this. Hey, idiot. It was because of Dan Quinn that they was out of position, not only on the field, but on the sideline. Because everybody in their mama knew Raheem Morris was a defensive coach and a defensive back coach as you moved to the wide receiver coach. Everybody in their mama knew that the quarterback coaches and all that was out of position. Like, everybody's been out of position. It's the same thing he do with Vic Beasley and Tap McKinley, dropping them in the coverage instead of having them get the sacks. It's the same thing he did with Casey all year, playing him in the nickel instead of the fucking free safety. It's the same thing. It's the same rhetoric he did it with not only on the players, but he also do it with his coaching staff. But they're so stupid. They're going, oh, yeah, we have something to build on. Now that we're three and seven. And do you know what's starting to be said now? Motherfuckers are talking playoffs. I'm one of them motherfuckers. They won't make the playoffs just because they're too far gone. Nine and seven won't get you in the playoffs this year. But I I can realistically see them going nine and seven. Of course I can. Of course you can because they can. And what does this do? So this goes back to our cabinet podcast. You said you don't believe in tanking teams shouldn't tank, whatever, 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 whatever. So in your world, the Falcons are doing what they should do, trying to be the best they can be. Just like Fox News, there you go misquoting once again. I didn't say that. I said teams don't tank. I said they should tank. I said teams like the Bills and the Bengals, those teams should be tanking. You shouldn't be trying to win no goddamn games. You're not going to the playoff. You should be tanking for a good player. Period. Or a good player to trade and get a bevy of good players. Either or. The problem with the Falcons is they stay in mediocre land and stay in the middle of the pack. You uh, again. That's Atlanta teams, right? So that's what the Joe Johnson era was defined by. The enemy of great is good. Matt Ryan, Joe Johnson era. Those two teams have been defined by that. Uh, and these are the results of. And so you can't now you have They're gonna end up with the twenty fourth pick in the draft. With, with a GM that already can't fucking draft. So, so Dimitrov just got it. He's going to probably get an extension off of this. Oh, of course. So, as a fan, when do you just relegate yourself to realizing you're stuck with Dimitrov? I already did it this year. I'm not even, I don't even mess with the fans like that. Well, I mean, you just, you don't even mess with him, right? You just don't say, hey, it is what it is. Right? Hey, he's here. I, I'm, uh, I've checked out on it. My sons are fucked. My child's a fuck up. And that's what it is. Hopefully, right. we can just get him a job at Publix. He can just stay no, there. No, 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 no. We're going to stop putting up the house to get this bum out of jail. We're going to stop spending money going to rehab. We're going to stop giving it to our person. We're going to start using this, his college fund for vacation. Me and, the, and me and my wife. We're not about to keep sinking our ship on this on this loser son. And that's what I'm. That's what the Falcons need to do. You realize they held the Saints to nine points, Carolina three. They scored twenty six and twenty nine. That is fifty five, fifty five points. That's fifty five to, to twelve. Two weeks they went fifty five to twelve. Who we said could have been the NFC front runners in the Super Bowl. The Saints. And Smarter. somebody who you liked, Kyle Allen, up until recently. Who said I like? Well, I tell you. You were saying it's time for Cam. To, we both were saying it's time for Cam to go. I was saying just because he. We said that not because of Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen been having a good game. Yeah, you text Kyle good. Allen with good. I'm, I'm. You want me to go back through our text three and when you were like, "Boy, Kyle Allen striking. Cam Newton in trouble." Some of that be trolling because some of because some of y'all are just racist and love black quarterbacks. But Cam Newton need a change. You the one who begged me to do the black quarterback podcast. Oh, because I still love the brothers. But I am, I am, you know, open-minded here. I, I don't just be, I'm not racist like you folks. My wife is white, so I'm not racist. You, you know, you're just a coon. But back to what we was talking about, <laughs> with the Kyle Allen and, the, and these bullshit Falcons. This is a problem. Uh, this is a problem with Atlanta culture. This is a problem with, with Atlanta sports culture. This is another problem because you have fans who accept this bullshit. We was talking about getting rid of Dan Quinn. Let's keep that energy up. And I know let's say that now they plan to save Dan Quinn job. For what? For why? And this is the problem. Dan Quinn told Demetri come back. 
I, I see them bonds from afar. Well, I, again, I, I really think Dimitrov has low-hanging fruit to make this work, to get, keep his job. Like, I I don't see a world in which he doesn't keep his job. Well, that's fine. Then you don't see a world when I come back as a diehard fan? I see a world where Dan Quinn loses his job. Like, if the Falcons are a – Dimitrov, if they're a well-ran organization, all jokes and jokes, jiggles and jokes aside, if they are a well-ran organization, this is clearly an indictment on Dan Quinn. The minute he t- he takes over the defense saying, hey, I can make the defense better at the beginning of the year. I fire Marquez Manuel. I feel like he's a problem. I'm going to take over and make it better. It becomes worse when I take over. The minute I go away from it, it gets better immediately. It's not like it was a gradual thing. He quit weeks to eight. Week nine, they're out there shutting somebody down. So It was a Monumental. It was a light switch. And we always talk about this in our personal conversations. A lot of shit doesn't happen in a light switch. It happens in the, um, what's the, the, um, the one you slide up? The dimmer. It happens as a dimmer. It goes gradually up and gradually down. This shit literally, you flip the switch and it went off. Dan Quinn literally flipped the switch and he showed how inept he is. So if you're a forward thinker organization, if you're a great organization, you see that. Problem with the Falcons is they aren't a great organization. They aren't a forward-thinking organization. They aren't a traditional organization. But all the shit and all the flat Jerry Jones take take. Jerry Jones get him out of here with that. So it's frustrating to see. I mean, <laughs> I'm just happy again. I'm not a diehard like I used to be. I'm even listening to some sports radio and they were saying Dan Quinn win one or two more games, he's coming back. Pretty much, they should welcome him back. How you have that kind of mindset is beyond me. Again, I, I don't, I don't even see how you can even grasp that. Well, we did a podcast two weeks ago, and I, and you know, we said the Falcons are gonna be stupid enough to bring Dan Quinn back if he keep winning. We said that, and we also said that they'll turn it around and they'll lose draft picks, slide down the draft thing, and keep Dan Quinn and Thomas Mitchell. So, I mean, that's what they do. Uh, that's why, in all of this, Arthur Blank is the biggest problem. Arthur Blank is end up there running a team. Arthur Blank is a nitwit. Arthur Blank is a retard. Arthur Blank isn't worth uh, and worth his weight in fucking copper. Like he's he's so much of a buffoon and he's so much of a loser. And it's just a shame that have that as a uh, team owner. And we'll never go anywhere as long as that idiot is running to him. He needs a helmet. He should not be allowed to have a team. He's a disgrace to this town. Yeah. So, I want to come back and say this. To be the devil's advocate for Arthur Blank, I think he just look at the team as an investment now. And whatever y'all tell me, I do. So, I think the biggest problem are the people who he's trusting, the McKay's, the Dimitrov's, the Delaney's, all of them. I think they're the ones who are going to wind up keeping Dan Quinn. But why he's inept or why he's so much of an idiot is because, like, at this point, I wish just his wife or his daughters run the team. I mean, because that's how stupid he is. Because he don't have the fucking, they have, they're, they're more they're more of a man than him. He don't have the balls to do what's necessary. Everybody's back in the organization. By this stretch, and now Dirk Cutter, Dirk Cutter been back, and I wanted Dirk Cutter back. Mike Malarkey shouldn't be back. Greg Knapp shouldn't be here. Rich McKay shouldn't be here. Thomas Dimitra shouldn't be here. Dan Quinn shouldn't be here. Like, this is a whole... The team has showed you the last two weeks. This is a front office problem. This isn't a... Uh, and this is why we were, I was saying it would be 12 and 4. I think we had them at 13 and 3. Uh, some of the announcers... I was watching somebody. I think Rex Ryan had them going to the Super Bowl. This is why you had them. I seen Michael Irvin had them going to the playoff. Because you know what's on the field. And that's being validated. You know what's on the field. This is purely coaching. And how the hell we see that over them? I don't know how. But I know one thing. Not worth continuing discussing. Let's go into the a recap of last week if you don't mind, sir. Fuck them. The Falcons are everybody else. Oh, everybody else. Fuck them. Well, now let's go on to finish up how we normally do. Do you have any grades for the Falcons? They're, do or do they all get A's all the way around? Oh, that's a rapid reaction thing. We we ain't rapid reaction. You want a rapid reaction, them fuckers? Well, I mean, we just fold a rapid reaction into this podcast. I mean, I, so I'll be quick. Well, they get A's no. and L's at the same time. Who? How they get L's? 
Cause this short term, this is short term. They get A's. Long term, they get L's. We need them to lose this game. You said it best with Dan Quinn. When an organization that loves to get the benefit of the doubt, we need to leave no doubt. And we're not now. Now it's all kind of speculation. Now he's now he gets the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, it's over with. So I'm just disgusted with them. They're not even worth. And you have a couple players that I like. A couple of my favorite players, KZ being one of them. I seen some. They might be talking about Barry Larkin. I mean, Larkin coming back. Barry Larkin, son, he should have already been on the roster. Uh, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, seeing some of those cats. But as far as the rest of that, like I don't, I don't give a fuck about them. Like truly, this is so disappointing to me, and just pathetic to me. It's ridiculous. But now going back, I will say this about last week. You picked the Falcons to win that game. I picked the Panthers. Oh. You came out on top of that, but where you failed, young Daniel son, when you picked the Dolphins instead of the Bills, and you picked the Redskins instead of the Jets. So the Redskins was a monumental fail. What did you think? Which goes to our You Suck and our Head Award. The You Suck Award goes to the Redskins offensive line. To have Dwayne Haskin on the sideline pleading with them begging them to block for them. It's essentially asking them, what do I need to do? What I, what am I not doing? What can I do to help y'all? That's what he's doing on the sideline. Did you see that footage? Uh-uh. It's footage of him. What what can I do to help? What do I need to do to help y'all block? That's what he's doing. He's going crazy over there. That's how trash they are. He's, I can't keep on it. I can't just throw it at interception. What can I do to help? And this is why you have Colin Kaepernick coming again. I'm going to tell you why. Because, like, when Cincinnati picked number one next year in the draft, and they picked Joe Burrows, you don't want Joe Burrows going to a team that bad that can either shoot his confidence, kill his career, get him hurt, uh, give him setbacks in development, all that kind of shit. Because they're just so bad. You need someone to bridge to help build that team up a little bit better. But you can get that with somebody who not. You can get that with somebody like a fish patch. Somebody going to give you them losses. RG3, Josh Johnson. Listen, that's, listen uh, that's, I'm just saying that's why he can come in. Uh, we don't have to go through all the other back. We did a Colin Kaepernick podcast that actually dropped today. So Okay, so they can listen to this. We'll have to recap that. <laughs> you like how I did that? Yeah. But what we can do is, this is one of the problems why when you're a good player and you go to a shit team. Because Washington, another team that's in disarray. And this starts at their front office, but the stuff they got on the field is just trash, too. They have horrible shit up from top to bottom, talent-wise and coaching. So the you suck goes to the line of the Washington Redskins. They were absolutely horrendous, horrendous. And it also goes to the old man, old man Rivers. Phillip Rivers looked like trash. Say some of that energy for Kyle Allen, too. Oh, get Kyle Allen a little bit up. Let me let you go ahead and get the baton on your use up. No, get Kyle. Uh, I mean, you ran a good race. All I want to do is add Kyle Allen to this shit mix. I want to circle back on Phillip Rivers. I really do because I rem- people may not know you were an avid Phillip Rivers fan. We could say you were a fan at some point. I was the first Phillip Rivers fan in our group. Everyone, it wasn't like everyone was didn't like him, but I was just the first boy that boy Phillip Rivers. I like Phillip Rivers when motherfuckers were liking um, – Eli Manning or, or Ben Rossberg. I like the Ben Rossberg on Phillip Rivers, but I really like Phillip Rivers out there drive. And you know who else was a Phillip Rivers fan? Mm-hmm. Double R. We did a podcast two years ago, Eli Field and Ben. And up until and last year in 2018 season, 18, 19 season, we made a bet that Phillip Rivers went. I said they're not going to make the playoffs because Phillip Rivers is their quarterback. He bet they would. You don't believe in Phillip Rivers enough. He's too good to not make the playoffs. Lo and behold, of course, they didn't make the playoffs. And now, nine kids later, he looks like a dad of nine kids trying to play football with people half his age. He does. He looks like Melo did last night. He does. The problem, and um, let me quote with, let me quote James J. Dillon when he was talking to Rick Flower with the Nature Boy Buddy Landell. Side story: If you didn't watch wrestling back in the eighties, Rick Flower, everybody know who Rick Flair is. So what one of the huh? The jet the jet flying, limo riding, kiss dealing, wheeling dealing, son of a gun. We all know Rick Flair. 
So one of the lines was there was a guy named Buddy Landell who looked like a homeless man's Ric Flair. He had the bleach blonde hair, had a similar body, a similar look. And so what they did, they had a storyline where Buddy Landell was trying to be the next Ric Flair, take over Ric Flair. Hey, you old, you outdated. We're going to come and get a younger, better version of you. And so what J.J. Dillon, who was Buddy Landell manager, told Ric Flair was, hey, when you're out front in the pack, normally you're the last one to notice that the pack is caught up to you. And that goes for Phillip Rivers. That goes for Carmelo Anthony. And my fear is that'll be for Matt Ryan pretty soon. Yeah, but Matt Ryan has more years left in them. Because this is... But everybody's year, 20 years for one person, maybe 12 years for another person. Yeah, but if you're looking at Matt Ryan, he don't even look like his clubs. Phillip Rivers didn't look like it last year. Y'all, people were still counting on Phillip. People, they went to the playoff last year. People were counting on Phillip Rivers. Nah, it wasn't he last was year. Some, he was in some MVP talks, honestly. Yo, so like, you as you can see, light switched the other way. Dan Quinn goes, it goes up. Phillip Rivers comes back the next year, it goes down. So that's just my, and that's why we've always said my fear for the Falcons is that they'll be the San Diego Chargers. Now you're San Diego, and you have built this team and people in their prime with an old-ass quarterback who's not going to win you a Super Bowl. Now how can you start over with a young quarterback? Like you talk about quarterbacks who should bridge that gap. Phillip Rivers is becoming one of those quarterbacks who can bridge that gap from old to new and a, in a new system. Right. He need to, he needs to. I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you. They, they need to they need to draft a, a quarterback. Now that's where Tua needs to go and heal up and lick his wounds and all that. Matter of fact, <coughs> one of the personality a TV personality was saying I was watching. I can't remember which one it was, but he was saying that how Philadelphia fell off and how some of them some people are even asking for Tyrod Taylor because you know that's his backup. And then they were saying, should they go ahead and take and try to get Tua because Tua is gonna fall. With all these injuries, and should that be the pre- the person they get? Because they have the team. Chargers have the team. Well, for now, and this is the problem with you. Go, we we can say the same thing about the Falcons. Maybe next year, when Matt Ryan goes, they're gonna have the talent around him because they still believe in him. But the problem is, how can you get a rookie to come in and do that? Right. And Trey, again, I'm not a bit too a tell Luga fan, but hey. Hey, he's there. He's going to be there. So, he he gets to use up. But you know who we didn't mention in all this? Who stole kicked off week 11? Who should get the major use up? Who? It was Brown versus Steelers. Miles Garrett and uh, Mason Rudolph. And I'm going to say Mason Rudolph. That's who should get the use up. I'm going to say Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph. Say I'm both, but I'm gonna go to the one who was the antagonist. I'm going to the one who started it. Yeah, somebody. So uh, to be fair, he deserves some use up. But if somebody come bump your shoulder, you don't go pull out a nine and kill their family, their grandparents, their kids, and kill them. That's true, but like someone said, it's just like in baseball. If someone runs up on you with a bat, swing, miss, you take the bat from him and hit him with it. I don't see you being the one that's wrong. Again, I don't conceptually. I don't disagree with that. But like we we talk, we did a podcast on that. We've been doing a lot of podcasts lately. That can that could have went a whole nother way, and we could be talking about Miles Garrett doing life in prison for killing a man on public TV. Let's let's explore that. If he hit him, connected right, and killed Miles and killed him, what happens to the NFL and what happens to Miles Garrett? Niggas dying boxing every day. Yeah, but that's boxing. This is. Somebody, this is different. This is somebody dying in boxing where they go get the bell out. They pull a wrestling move. Go get the bell, ding, ding, ding bell and hit them over the head with it during the match. So I, I concede to this. I give you both. Miles Garrett and... No, no, I'm not even being facetious. I'm saying if he would have hit him the right way and did really does really real damage, possibly death, what, does the NFL change in any way? Does it go out for a week? Does it does it get suspended for a couple of weeks or anything? NFL changes in a, in a myriad of ways, and the reason why the NFL changes, the NFL has mirrored society, and it's a need. To <laughs> nah, but if he kill him on national TV, it has to change in some way. Well, uh, this is what I'm saying. They're already a knee jerk reactionary, uh, jump to conclusion type of organization. They don't think about anything, so they did that anyway. 
So he fuck around, kill him, or make him a, a vegetable for his life. Yeah, you gotta give him, you gotta give him the band. You gotta kick, you gotta ban him for NFL for football period, and you gotta press charges. But do you do the NFL as a total? Do they be like, hey, because of what happened to him on TV, we take off all games for a week? Or do you continue? Because you can't continue business as normal. As usual. They did that with fucking 9-11. Yes, you can. You just do it. You continue just as usual and keep that shit going. You still have venues going, son. That's a, you, I, what you do is cut that shit to commercial fast as fuck. That's <laughs> what <laughs> you got there, dude. Fuck! Blood spill everywhere. That shit. Like, oh, oh, like with <laughs> we'll be back under these technical difficulties. <laughs> that shit go to the flag waving. <laughs> <laughs> that shit get all the way off. You go to in fucking twenty nineteen, you'll find yourself an infomercial. Oh god! But then you have people yeah. recording and put it on Instagram, whatever, YouTube, whatever. No, that's gonna happen because it's gonna it's more, that happens that happens now. <laughs> all that's gonna happen, but that's what they gonna they gonna you gotta. You got a reel. You got to get to doing the press conference and PR. Everybody got PR, PR coming out the ass. But he, but they got to do that nigga. But they gonna, they might hang him in a public square somewhere. They'll find one and find a rope. So, but they both get to use up on all these other players. They, oh, it's you know, another person who need to get some use up too. I know you're gonna say who you're gonna say. Are you gonna say Deshaun Watson? No, no, no. There's another black quarterback. He live on this list. Oh, who you got? Didn't Jameis throw another four interceptions? Why well, would Jameis Winston strikes again? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Phil like River got four, Kyle Allen got four, Jameis, just because you black. We want to see you succeed, but your head got four, too. You join this line yourself, brother. Why, well, Jameis Winston right here. Jameis Winston and Phil River right here to turn over. What? To turn over. Man. They get Phil River going to be somewhere else. Jameis Winston going to be the face of the XFL next year. Let me show you the difference. Philly River has 15 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Jameis got 19 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. Both of them are two and three as far as yards thrown this year. They throw a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> but, boy, they turn it over a whole hell of a lot. Something that'll, turn, that'll help these motherfuckers. Philly River have a run game. They use it more. They have people with bats. Jameis Winston don't. But if y'all t- if you if you got a QB that turn it over like these two sons of bitches, hey man, run the goddamn ball. But Phil Rivers still live off reputation, right? If Phil Rivers, he he good to go. Man, run that ball, man. Phil Rivers got 416 attempts on the year so far. Jimmy Winston got four oh six. Run the ball, cut that out. Stop that. So I, that that'll help them to play. Side note: We're coming up on the lane. We're coming up on the air with somebody that have a thousand pass attempts in the season. Are they in four hundred? What is this? Week nine? They won't make it this week twelve. They won't make it. But in the next few years, somebody will have a thousand attempts in the season. Uh, that don't seem far fetched. Unless they start. Unless the league start reverting back, and I see, like it says, that new under the sun, everything just revolves and it goes right back. So now that running kind of NFL is coming back into play with Lamar Jackson, with the 49ers, hell, even with the Seahawks, those teams are starting to come back to run the ball, run the ball. So if you had that, the Colts even, good, smart football, balance, run the ball, I think that may be what you can get it to. And if they do that, then maybe not if we take that step back. But if we can see on the path they're going, yeah, I don't doubt that at all. Now you, we don't say the who yeah, you sucks. Now who would you give some? Who deserves some head after last one? The Patriots. How the Patriots? They went back and forth with Eagles. Nah, the Eagles had ran up on them. Like after like this halftime, they put on a clinic of how to play defense. Like, I don't even think Philly crossed the fifty after halftime. If they did, it was like in the last minute of the game or some shit. Yeah, but Aguilar don't drop that pass in the, in the fucking end zone. It's a tie game. They go to overtime. We say the same thing about the Falcon. When no, they beat them. The, bringing no bombs up on me. Hey, Aguilar's, Aguilar's the catalyst. He don't drop the motherfucker dropping too many passes. But um, seriously, though, I do think I was impressed with New England. Like, how they played this thing. I ain't going to lie. I was impressed with shit with them. Um, who else? 
I was kind of impressed with Dak in Dallas. I ain't gonna lie. Dak been throwing the hell out of that goddamn ball. I just don't. Again, I don't know where you sit with him. I say where they sit. Fuck themselves. Cause now after this season, they gonna have to really pay him now. Yeah, okay. He. If you Jerry Jones, you just preemptively strike and just give him the money. Like you're going to give him the money. Like I, I li- we live in a world where I can't believe that Prescott may be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, but he young, he don't get hurt. Who you get head to? First and foremost, the person that has to get some head is Lamar Jackson. The Texans were not only a playoff team, not only was Deshaun Watson in the MVP race, but he went and beat the hell out of the Texans convincingly. 41-7. He's, man, Lamar Jackson on a whole nother level. Side note, I do not like the disrespect that's coming with Lamar Jackson. So it's two kinds of disrespect. A disrespect Are you going to put on your black power hand and start talking? A little bit. Okay. A dis- the Crackers disrespecting him, first and foremost, with the whole he need to be a wide receiver, with the whole he need to be a running back, all that shit. You spat in his face, and this is what you get. You chose Josh fucking Rosen over Lamar Jackson. You chose Josh Allen over Lamar Jackson. You chose that bump Baker Mayfield over Lamar Jackson. You chose Sam Darnold. Over Lamar Jackson. They went top 10. Remember we call that shit the white privilege draft? And you had a Heisman winning kid in the goddamn review. So that was beyond me. So let me say something on that point. I told you I didn't like, I told you I wouldn't draft a quarterback in the first round. Except for, we on wax. I'm on wax saying it. Only quarterback I would draft in the first round is Lamar. And that would be late first round. I said that on the podcast. I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan, but I can understand somebody drafting Baker Mayfield over Lamar Jackson. Like, I am not a Baker Mayfield fan. I'm actually the complete opposite. So. But the Sam Darner, Josh Allen, and Josh Rosen, all three of them came limped into the, that draft last year with nothing but no don't draft them first round. They were saying, like, third round grade and all that shit. They was not good. They were completely over there. <clears throat> so, but Lamar Jackson went off. Now, here's the other side of disrespect. Because everyone like Mr. M.O.B., Lord Rest His Soul, used to say, all these fucking hypers, if disrespect come with everybody saying, I've never seen nothing like this before. If disrespect would say you've never had a quarterback that was this athletic in that position before. You've never had a runner like this. Bullshit. Everybody's a goddamn lie. I'm watching Lamar Jackson. Now, is his arm talent as great as Vicks? And that's who it is. You've never seen Mike Vick and still haven't seen Mike Vick. Lamar Jackson's not as good as Mike Vick running. Hell, fuck no. Now, is he more accurate? Yes. Do he read the defense about it? It's not even close. His decision-making, his reads are unbelievable. And he is top in the NFL right now, period. He don't throw it much. When he does throw it, he make the right read, and he pretty much make the right throw. But even his arm, as good as it is, he don't have an arm talent as Mike Vick. Mike Vick, flat foot, like he can throw that motherfucker 80 yards with just a flick of the wrist. So let's cut this off. Mike Vick didn't have a Harvard culture and a team that knew what they were doing. They had a fucking fan coach of Mike Vick. That was Jim Morrow. So let's cut that shit out. About it's so disrespectful what they're doing with Mike Vick. And even he do it because, of course, when they went to jail for that dog fight, they took a lot of history. They took the fight out of them. But let's cut that out. That being said, Lamar got down Jackson, man. Lamar Jackson went the fuck off. Gotta give him some. You got to. He he really showed up and showed up. I mean, I slayed that one for you because I knew you put a spin on it that only you can put on. The last one who I like, and this is just for the whole year, and it, the score was did not reflect what was going on in it because it was the Cardinals and the 49ers, and even though Kyler Murray lost, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray looked good out there. Mm. He look boys. He look good. He make good decisions. He don't play like a rookie at all, do he? Mm. I'm not. I think he good, but I wouldn't give him no head. I mean, but it's, he 
16, man, shit, it was 26 to 30. The motherfucker phoned the ball, they walked that motherfucker in, and it, it was 36-26. I mean, that, the score wasn't, they literally was driving, and it was over with on the last ditch of one of those, you know, ladder on their back and all that. But, uh, but I, I don't give I don't give losing play, players unless they've done something superhuman. Kyle, Kyle Murray didn't do anything superhuman. Uh, well said. Let's get to the picks and kicks. You're exactly right, sir. So the first game, the Thursday game, it the Colts at the Texans. The line is Houston by three and a half. Hey, after they got their ass whooped by, uh, by Lamar, it's a lot of holes. I like I like Deshaun Watson over Joe, Jacob Brissett, but I do not like Bill O'Brien at all. Um, but they did lose their running back. I got to get this to the coach. You took the words out of my mouth and you took the house out of my mouth, right out of my mouth. You said everything. I'm going with the coach, too. Going with the coach. Who's the next game? One o'clock game is the Broncos at the Bills. The line is Buffalo by four. I'm really Bills are the weakest seven and three team I've ever seen in the NFL. In my life. Period. Line is Buffalo by four. They win, but they don't cover four. Denver actually plays hard. So and that cold ain't gonna affect them like it affect other teams. Buffalo wins, but they don't cover. I got Buffalo. Just because they it goes The schedule saving these next two quarterbacks. Schedule saving Josh Allen and our next quarterback. Okay, who's the next one? The next, you said Buffalo too, right? Yeah, Buffalo. Do they cover? What's the line? Four. Um, yeah, they cover. Next game of the Giants at the Bears. Line to Chicago by six. The schedule is saving Trubisky's sorry ass. They win. They never cover with Trubisky, but they win. They win and they cover. The Giants don't have shit going on. Um, Trubisky, this will be a four-interception game from Trubisky, and it'll be a one-score oh, a field goal win. It's pathetic. Yeah, I got the Bears. Yeah, you say they cover. It's the same what happened to the Bears, and this is the problem that comes with front office and coaching. You, you have such a small window. And just for NFL, period. I had to see good team. Like, I always reference that old Dallas team that had, like, 13 Pro Bowlers. But I don't like Dallas, so I, I don't like them. But they should have won. But that Cincinnati team and that Detroit team, like that team that had Stafford, Megatron, and Duncan, Sue, uh, McFarland, like those teams, the team that had the Cincinnati team that had Pac-Man. And, yeah, but those teams weren't losing it in up to the quarterback. They were just losing for a myriad of reasons. So, like, it just... It was bad coaching to me. Marvin Lewis, Marvin Lewis wasted a couple of uh, Bengals teams. Yeah, this ain't bad coaching. This is probably shoddy coaching, but God off a quarterback play. Yeah, this is front office. You know by now, they that kid ain't got it, man. We seen it on Sunday. They seen it through the week. He don't have it. Like, that's clear, but anyway. I got the Bears. You got the Bears. Who you got next? The next is... Steelers at the Bengals. The line is Pittsburgh by six and a half. I'll take that. I mean, the Bengals are the the Bengals may be worse than the Lions that year, but the Bengals are the worst team in a long, or bad one of the worst teams in a long time. They've given up on the season, so give me Pittsburgh in the line. I think there's only two teams that's went zero and sixteen, right? Because the Bears are the first to do it, but then another team do it after that. When did the Bears go on six? The Lions went on sixteen. That was the only team in NFL history go on 16. Detroit Lions. The Lions went on 16. That's the only team to do it. I want to say Cleveland did it too, didn't it? Oh, yeah, Cleveland did it too with on Joe Thomas, though. Yeah, Yeah. so this team worse than both those teams. Because at least both those teams made that shit a game, some of those games. like this, this. Everybody in the Bengals need to be fired. Everybody. That coach is terrible. Everybody need to be fired from the Bengals. Like, you mean the they need to get no. Huh? Yeah, yeah, you're right. And they need to get rid of and they need to get rid of Andy Dalton. Like, everybody need to go. Well they benched Andy Dalton what two weeks ago, right? Yeah, they benched his ass. So. He need to go. Should've traded him. He got he gotta go. Yeah, know then that he can be a gap quarterback for your rookies in that class. He doesn't get got demoted to that status. The fact 
fact that the GM for Chicago hasn't pulled the trigger on this, he need to be fired. Because Andy Dalton and Cam Newton, he should have pulled the trigger. And I, you probably get Andy Dalton for free. You ain't no doubt. Ain't no doubt. You don't have to get no first, second, third round pick in that You might get Andy Dalton for a six round, seven round pick, baby. Next one o'clock game, the Dolphins at the Browns, the line is Cleveland by ten and a half. Give me Cleveland. Give me the line. Give me Cleveland. I don't want that line though. Ten and a half, that's too much for a team. Cleveland uh, they like the go getters, they front runners. They gonna they gonna have a good party with these cats. Yeah, but one thing about that goddamn fish Patrick, he don't he don't lay down easy. You got to pay for that pussy. He ain't just giving it up for free. So I I got it I got the Browns of course, but not the line. The next yeah, game, Jamal Garrison is it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they play. I think they're going to play supercharged up. I think they're going to be on on one. I think everything's going to point to them kicking the Dolphins' ass. Okay, that ain't bad. All right, who else you got? Carolina and New Orleans. The line is New Orleans by ten. Give me New Orleans. Give me the line. Really nothing to say here. Give me New Orleans and the line. All that Christian McCaffrey front running shit starting to die down slowly but surely. Yeah. Next one o'clock game, the Raiders at the Jets. The line is Oakland by two and a half. I really want to say the Raiders, but I know I really want to say the Jets because West Coast team coming east. But John Gruden got to be arguably coach of the year candidate. Six and four. Again, they won and three away from you know Oakland, but they six and four after the shenanigans they went through this year. Like I know that gets in the rearview mirror sometimes, but for him to have them focus like this. With average talented quarterback, slightly above average talented quarterback, like and average and losing Khalil Mack, just the whole shit storm they've had, they win. But I could see a world in which the Jets win just because they a West Coast team coming east. But I got Oakland and I got them covering two and a half. Fuck Sam Donna and everybody else with the Jets. Fuck them. I got the Raiders and you're right on everything you said. Who would have thought that the Raiders in a division with Kansas City? And with the San Diego Chargers would be the one who was who's getting close to being the front runner. If the Raiders go to the playoffs, Sean Groomhand down should be coach of the year. If they don't go to the playoffs and they go ten and six, he should be coach of the year. It was a lot of jokes about John Groom coming back to coaching. Like nobody. He, nobody believed in him or it. And like, you gotta give that man his props. You got to. Like this is it's unbelievable what he's doing with that team and it's going to show you what the let's be honest. They got a rookie running back who's showing up, but they don't have no five receiver. Their best receiver fucked him. That tight end was a guy who was in and out of rehab who got tossed around. He's turned out to be great and has improved his life immensely. Who the fuck is Derek Carr? Nobody. Who on that defense is what the fuck? Their best player, but arguably, was the rookie they drafted who got injured and been on our roster since the beginning of the season. So, he even after, even with the ineptitude at the talent level, He's also winning. He's also adjusting through the drama and the players that do have the injuries. You got to give that man some props, man. And as much as he like to air it out, he run that goddamn ball. They're not an easy win. I like him. Next game, Seattle at Philadelphia. The line is Philly by one and a half. This is utter disrespect. This is either them disrespecting Seattle or giving Philly too much head. Which one is it in your mind? Both. I think it's them. I think it's That's both too. Disrespectful. How do you even come up with that after those folks coming off about after they just beat San Francisco after you seen Carson Wentz being a move all year? How you just seen him with the fucking losing to the losing to piss? Man, this shit is just ridiculous. It's just amazing to me how they just suck this Carson Wentz off. He's nothing more than a better version of Jared Goff. And nothing. Well, I mean, a better version. They the same. We really are. I, I don't, this, Dylan Trebinsky. All these cats. Andy Dalton is probably better. His prime would probably be better than these three cats. And that's a oh, very... He probably, he, he's better than them, period. Carson Wentz and Jerry Goff, they are in the same. But you might want well to reach in the, in the fucking bin and pick out whichever one of them garbage motherfuckers you want. That's so disrespectful. I got the Seahawks. I do too. Next is Detroit at Washington. The line is Detroit by three and a half. I don't. Stafford's not playing, so I got Detroit. I don't know if they cover. Well, one Driscoll showed you a little something in the game uh, Sunday. 
I don't give a shit who's playing. If you were playing with the Lions, I get the Lions. I don't give a shit. The Redskins are a fucking knuckle fuck. That, that, that done. I got the Lions. The Nets is the Jaguars at the Titans. The line is Tennessee by three. Trash on top of trash, huh? That was a little more... Uh, this is football purgatory. <laughs> right. Because one of... They both lose. Because whoever wins, you fuck up your draft pick. And we lose as fans by having to have this game on TV. But one thing I always say is two bad teams look good. It look like a good game. Two good teams look like a good game. It's evenly matched. Uh, so evenly matched, it's hard to tell. Hmm. I'm going to go with Nick Foles. Oh, boy, that's tough. <laughs> I t- I go first. I go with Tennessee. I mean, just because they're at home. And Gardner Minshew should be starting for the Jags. I'm going to keep going against the Jags until they start Gardner Minshew. Oh, that's Ryan Tannehill and Nick Foles. Nick Foles without Peterman. Boy, that's tough. This is why it's football purgatory. Nobody wants to watch this. No, it'll be better if they just mad. You know how I imagine you and Tip Mobile, you can skip through a season. That's what you do. Yeah, get to the playoff. Yeah, you need to skip through this game. All right, just because we've been picking everything the same, you got the times. I get the Jaguars. It's one of these type games. It's one of those type of games. Next. The first 425 game, which I'm surprised they have not made a way to make this 8 o'clock game, is the Cowboys at the Patriots. The line is New England by six and a half. This is one game where everybody's going to be interested. I'm I'm the most disinterested in this game. It's going to be so much head going around. So all the, now it's all the TV personalities, y'all going to get tired. I mean, it's a, it's a so quote-unquote bullshit America's team who nobody give a fuck about. And if fucking... Cheaters of the millennial who nobody gives a fuck about. So there's a pass in the Cowboys. I got the Patriots and I got them covered. I, I, I got the Patriots. I don't have them covered. You say the best. Tom Brady been looking old itself. He just is finding a way to pull a win out of his ass. Tom Brady been looking old as shit. That defense is what's winning and great coaching. That's what's winning now. The 820 game is the Packers at the 49ers, the legendary Cowboys. And that's why the Cowboys and the Patriots not. So there's which one do you think is a better game? The line is San Francisco by three. Oh, the Packers and the in San Francisco. I disagree. I think the Patriots and the Cowboys. I think it's a lot of hype teams. I wouldn't be, be amazed if the game don't get a, get away from the Cowboys and they lose more than that line. I don't trust Jason Garrett. They are a hot and cold ass team. Long. But I wouldn't be surprised they go in there and kick the Patriots ass either. Boy, you're not winning in Foxborough. Not the Cowboys. No. Then on top of that, their defense been shitty. But that defense is on point. Cowboys run game not up. I don't know what happened to Zeke. Too many Cowboys on Cabo. I don't know what he's doing. Too many sex on the beaches. But he don't look like Zeke. So, no. Ah right, man. That game going to get loose on the Cowboys. If anything, they should have been the Monday night game, but definitely not the Sunday night, 8 o'clock Sunday night game. Hell no, this 49 and Packers ain't going to be a good one. I disagree. I think the Packers going to beat the shit out of the 49ers and expose Kyle Shanahan, your boy Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo. My boy? <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Shanahan, my guy. I can't stand him. I think he get his comeuppance. I think he get his comeuppance twice. Jimmy Jimmy G sinks this ship and he sinks this game. That's the, and they go and there it is right there. Jimmy G is the problem. Uh, they got everything. That defense is crazy. They got a mean run game. I gotta get into that snake in the grass, Kyle Shanahan. He know how to coach, not coach offense. He have a shitty game plan though. That being said, I think the Packers beat them folks and he lose to his boy Lafleur. That's okay. that's where he came from, Kyle Shanahan, and he was the quarterback coach. I told you. We both got the Packers. Monday night game is the Ravens at the Rams. The line is Baltimore by three. Give me Baltimore. Give me the line. Jared Goff sucks. Give me more than the goddamn line. Give me the Ravens. Lamar Jackson still in his MVP campaign. This would be the going to get the Rams out. This would be get the Rams out of this talking playoffs talk. And Sean Vay isn't as good as you think, game. He really not. 
That team is that's another team that's loaded. You seen what they did last week? What they did what they haven't been doing all year? They start running the goddamn ball with Todd Gurley. And they barely oh. won the game against Trubisky. It's their defense. But that's what I'm saying. Why would you in God's name take the ball out of Todd Gurley hand and give it to Jerry Goff? Boy, that was stupid. He's a hundred million hundred ten million guaranteed quarterback. That's why you don't pay them kind of quarterbacks that kind of money. I feel for you, L.A. Rams fans. I feel sorry for you. Or what they say, the memes say, hey, you better than me. You guys are better than me. That's the slip. That's the black people way of calling you stupid. <laughs> Y'all better than me. <laughs> All right, you like to say them fucking Atlanta Dodo birds for the last one. What you got on these pigeons? James coming to town, Atlanta by four and a half. Give me the Falcons in the line. That's bullshit. Ain't that some bullshit? Another team saved by the schedule. Another team saved by the motherfucking schedule. Yep. You got to go with them coons and they get the Saints and they get goddamn Carolina at home. Jesus Christ. Where do they wind up six and seven? What you mean? They win these next three games and sweep the division. Did you have a heart attack? Huh? My rhetoric don't change. This is the most Atlanta thing you can do. There's nothing. This is the most Atlanta thing you can do. Because we don't just go for the clear cut. We got to go for the bullshit. We got to go for the fuck. They, they always fuck they fans. You can just let us go ahead and live an easy, die easy down. Not the Falcons. They got to kill you with a sword. They fuck you with a dull knife. That's how they kill you. Just take the gun and blow somebody's head off. Nah, get that goddamn butter knife. We're going to spend the, the week gnawing your fucking head off. And that's what they do. I expect nothing different. Thank you guys for listening. This has been DigitalDaring.com. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. <laughs>